0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Door with the Grey Rooms podcast. Today, we are discussing a special compilation episode, The Psalms of Samantha, number one through 12, uh, which recaps the events of the Samantha Winters story in season two, The Hotel. With me today, I have some special guests that I think you'll recognize. Uh, over there by the front desk is Bob. Hi, Bob. You reek of humanity. <laughs> I think that smells nice though. Uh, Manning the elevator is lovable old Todd. Hello, Todd. hello, come on over, I'll give you a lift. (laughs) Ooh, only if it comes with a free hug. Uh, And joining us to discuss what she really thinks about the room service is Samantha Winters. How are you today, Sam?
1: Are you one of them or are you like me?
0: I, 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 hopefully we're all the same here, I think.
1: Uh, no, you're new here. You you obviously don't know what's going on.
0: I'll, I'll see what's my way. What's it out. I hear
2: about free hugs?
1: Oh, gosh, Bob.
2: I'll give him a, a, a request, you know. Come to the lollipop. No. Oh. The warden charges too much for the hugs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if only we could have the warden here today.
3: I so, feel like I'm just doing oh, some bastardized impersonation of uh, of Peter Lewis, just a little bit.
1: Oh my gosh, yes, that uh, does have a Peter Lewis <laughs> feel to it.
0: A little bit, a little bit.
1: Oh, that was great.
0: I don't know. Well, I don't know. Peter, Peter Lewis has a little bit of inflection, though. I heard nothing. Was. Some free hugs over there. there. You go.
3: Yeah, yes. we need to throw in
1: that extra I dramatization of it. I go up and down. And now. <laughs> Ooh, that's um, on.
3: All, all anybody does that, to the amazing Peter Lewis. What's that? <laughs> yes. Whenever GJL. anybody does
2: that, it always sounds like those uh, DVD games you used to get in the two thousands. Um, where it was like, can you fill in the blank in this next scene? <laughs> always like stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to be I guess the film DVDs. It was a very, very short-lived <laughs> medium. Yeah. I, I, I think I remember them. Oh, yes,
3: I remember them now, yes. What's the, the scene, I features? think they were called? What was it crest in there, Brooke, sorry?
0: I didn't say anything, that was Sarah.
3: Oh. oh.
1: <laughs> we sound similar. <laughs> Doing great.
3: Yes. We, we are, are the great. same, we oh, are the same. so exciting to <laughs> be together for the first time like this. Mm-hmm.
1: It is new, it is exciting, it is untraveled territory.
0: Yeah. It is. It is also over. I mean, what do you. What do you guys think about that? Woof.
1: That it's weird. It's very mm-hmm. weird.
0: It is peculiar. <laughs> well, we
3: peculiar. haven't heard the finale yet, but all our lines have been recorded and everything's in, and we're uh, we're talking obviously up uh, about everything that's happened up until the finale.
1: And the fact um, that season two was in the works for so long, like there was so much prep work getting into it before yeah. we ever started recording. Um, so it is really weird to think that it's over.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, (laughs) it's been a long, it's been a long journey and a lot of hands touching this and passing it back and forth and making it better and better each time. It's, it's amazing to see that we've all made it here, you know, and stuck to our schedule. We had a little bit of a slowdown during the pandemic, but continued to give bonus content to people. And here we are, we made it to the end. It's, it's, it's quite fun. Actually,
3: <laughs> isn't it amazing that we did all this? The fact that we create all this from uh, our own our little our little closets in our own homes, mm-hmm. and it gets woven together by Jason and by J M and 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 Cassie makes the art, and we all we're all coming together in the ether, and we make something uh, pretty darn cool. It's so cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's something that I think is its own thing now. Now we kind of just, you know, we're stewards to it. We maintain it. I mean, you have fans now drawing pictures of Alistair and, and um, well, of, of Todd uh, and of Samantha. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I haven't it's, yet it's had really any fun. Yeah. Like, the Grey Rooms doesn't just exist in our heads coming out, you know, it exists in fans' heads that absorb it and listen to it every day.
1: And that's just so. amazing that Uh is so absolutely cool because this is i am so grateful for this audio voice acting medium we all get to play in because i really feel like it's opened up so many doors Uh, no pun intended for the gray rooms Um, (laughs) but it really has just opened up so many doors and opportunities for these stories and these characters and all of these talented creatives to come together and just go look what we can do it's Mm -hmm. it's so much fun
0: Mm -hmm. yeah podcasts deliver a better uh I don't know, uh, entertainment experience, I think, than a lot of other mediums can. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just the portability of it, being able to listen to them anywhere while you do other things.
3: Yeah, and Sarah points out something great, which is, um, you know, Alistair and Sarah and I, uh, as performers, you know, if we're on stage or if we're being cast in a visual medium, um, we would be cast uh based on our appearance and to be able to do these wide-ranging characters i mean you know uh sarah would actually probably be cast in the uh the film of the gray rooms uh i think she's (laughs) there's a pretty much one-to-one that would work for her and samantha but you know alistair's uh todd which is such an amazing character whether or not todd would be cast as that uh physically i don't know um right but, but the fact that this medium can allow us the freedom to play so many different things uh and right. each of us has appeared in uh larger stories other stories in the season um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah and that's that's another example of how we can jump around it's
2: it's a wonderful uh very free freeing medium that is a, right. a good question actually to, to lead on to something which i'm sure Twitter and Discord would we'll, we'll love to get their hands into, is who, if there was a Grey Rooms movie, would you have play your character? Ah, that's difficult. Like, like for
0: you, Alistair, you, you've you made Todd, like, mm-hmm. Todd is so unique because of what you've done, your acting ability, you're, you're reading, I mean, the character's been created, but you're... You're reading and now you're, you're turning it into the character. You're, you're embodying it. So to find someone, it'd be so difficult. You'd have to find that very one specific person on the planet, if they even exist, that could play Todd. You couldn't just dress anybody up as an old man and then have him be Todd because you've defined him so well. Well,
3: Alistair, my question is, do you... When you do your Todd voice, or uh, and I'm guessing you were when you first you know were asked to perform Todd you were you reached into your bag of uh, tricks and went oh I've got this voice is that voice based on anyone or did you do you think do you think it's attached to Robbie Coltrane or something of that nature
2: it's uh, as Brooks has mentioned that uh, we talked about it before it's uh, it took me a while to realize where I'd pulled the voice from Mm -hmm. um, but it was definitely not it was definitely not one I invented it was the closest I've got is definitely the nineteen, I think it's eighty nine film uh, animation version of the BFG, and it was David Jason, of uh, Only Fools and Horses fame, who uh, wow. voiced the BFG in that. And that voice is he's he's a lot tamer in the BFG, but that sort of inflection and that his reading is very much where Todd comes from. That's um, cool. so I I would definitely have a younger J, David Jason, uh, not now, uh, because he's he's a little, a little bit into his uh into his le- twilight years, shall we say? but uh, a, a younger David Jason, I would absolutely love to have seen play Todd. Cause it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's like the anti BFG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's like the small, overly friendly get. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, don't you think that if we, uh,
3: if when we do do the movie of the gray rooms, I think, uh, You know, even though your voice as a lot of uh, your Todd voices could be old, it could be anything. I think I think you'd be be great with the put put
0: a put a put a wig on his head in in a dress or something funny because Todd would do something like that. And there
3: you go. Todd's
1: a bit amorphous. He's he's all over the place.
3: Yeah, (laughs) that's the other great thing is that um, on one hand, our our voices are um, can stir up pictures in people's head. Uh, but because they aren't actually real or set, um, uh, I think we could put us all in, in the right costume and we'd be great. Mm-hmm.
2: Or you could do an, yeah, okay. imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus style, um, casting of Todd and it's a different actor every time those lift
1: doors open. Oh yeah. yeah. And you just hear yeah. either the voice or the pacing or the manner of speech or just the mannerisms. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's how whoever is stepping into the elevator goes, ah, yes, it's just Todd. It's always Todd. Yep. yep. Until one day it isn't. Well-
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, now you're spoiling seasons four and five. Come on, guys. I'm um,
4: sorry.
0: <laughs> I like
3: ideas so, that, like, uh, like Raymond, uh, you know, I don't know. I, lo- I love the idea of that people come back and they get, who knows if they can move into other roles. Yeah. Be, well, they're, they can't, but.
1: There are cameos, but, like, in what sense is this cameo functioning?
2: Like, right. what's, what's
1: happening, per se?
2: Well, we had somewhat of that there. in the season one finale. When the warden was inhabiting different characters. That's right. Oh, that, and you did That's one of those. Right. You were the guy that crashed I did. the car. I, yeah. I was the guy that crashed yeah. that the car. That season
1: so was- one finale was wow
0: yeah yeah wait wait okay. alistair can you do that voice your line was you're gonna die raymond and when you said that in season one finale like that was just so chilling you crashed the car into like a tree or something can you just say that oh, line what was,
2: what was what was the accent
0: of that boy uh he was like he, he, he was, like american an, he was an american and but you were you were just like angry you hopped out of the car and you said
2: you're gonna die raymond it was it was so creepy oh, i think i was pinned against the tree at that point i think he was that's right the car that. pinned. there was no movement i man was a was car in, in a tree <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I between, loved it. It was like, uh, oh, it was like "You're gonna mm-hmm. die, Raymond." Yes, yes, yeah. Well, it was just <laughs> evil. Oh, but it was just such a cool yeah. scene. <laughs> I, I know. I really liked the writing of that. It was, it was really fun to just play the uh, play the warden for a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, man. Oh what, man. Oh, then Sarah, Sarah, you you, uh, in, in in the finale, and and with the t- you sort of, you sort of had the. The character that everyone seemed to gravitate towards in season one, yeah. and uh, and now you are the the character the season gravitates around in season two.
1: I know, and it's it's uh, a very unsettling experience for both characters. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, that was that was really interesting um, doing the season one story. Um, where I was the voice of the teddy bear, that story got a lot of fans and it also got a lot of pushback. So I think that we grew a lot as a show with that story. Um, But I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to bring the teddy bear back into the story because I know, I know it really did strike a chord in the right sense with a lot of fans. Um, And that was, that was a very interesting character to play. I really enjoyed as, as weird as it sounds to say, I really enjoyed playing a teddy bear. I I did. (laughs) it had like this heart and this humanity. And by the, you know, by the end of that story, I mean, you're just so, you're just so heartbroken
0: for it. For the
1: teddy bear. Yeah. Cause huh. it wasn't, you know, it was, it, it was a horrific, terrifying story, mm-hmm. but for the central character, the, the teddy bear, it had an entirely different kind of fear. Um, And it had a different sort of raw, vulnerable emotion to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with Samantha for season two, it it is, like you said, it's very similar where she's having to observe all of these horrors and nightmares and everything. And she's kind of at the center of it, just being a vessel for the story. Um, Mm -hmm. And so her experience has been, A very interesting one to try to interpret and perform, and I think, I think she's forced me to improve some of my acting chops for sure.
0: Oh, you've done such a brilliant job! You really like you took her.
4: Thank you very
0: much. You 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 took her from this uh, this I don't want to say naive because you weren't a naive character. Samantha is just kind of she it's like she chooses to be good because that's what will save her from the bad situation she chooses to look at everything with rosy glasses because she goes through just completely denying what's going on but you play her with like so there you go you played her that she wasn't naive she was just denying what was going on but slowly bringing that real samantha out you know that we end up seeing by the end and you can Thank God listening to this compilation really puts a new perspective versus trying to go through the season each episode. Hearing that progression mm-hmm. of you in the beginning as Samantha, and as she ramps up, finally dealing, I say midway, a little past midway, with what's going on. Resolving to get the hell out, then being whammied by, excuse the pun, whammied by all the new memories. And you just, is so phenomenal capturing all of that. So I hope people listen to it so that they can get acting uh, pointers. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yes. Uh. Well, Sarah, you're also being asked,
3: I, I've always thought that, that whoever the, the prisoner is, and I, I understand we're only coming to the end of season two, but whoever plays the prisoner has the almost impossible task every episode to start um, from an emotional place of, I've just died in a horrible, horrible, painful way. And that's... It to me is exhausting if that's your to for that to be your starting point. And then you've got to come off of that, come out of that, and be believable in in the the minutes and and that follow as you come back into this reality. And uh, i I was uh, impressed. and and every time I would also we would send you a script, and i would I would see what you would have to go through. I would sort of send it to you uh and like like i was sliding it under your door and then i would run away
1: don't shoot the messenger (laughs) 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 and that was and like i said i think that's one of the reasons i i've really enjoyed playing samantha i have had to you know look up some things and learn learn some new skills and everything because like you said like the scene always begins with revival with Coming waking up from a nightmare with something. And you know, I I didn't want to fall into the pattern of every single opening just being the exact same gasp, but trying to do something else. And then, you know, her her story scripts for just the Samantha arc in each episode kind of follows this really interesting trajectory for like 85% of the stories, not not all of them, but where you know she awakens from the terror. She calms down. She has this banter with Todd. She has a little bit of introspection that she has a banter with Bob and then Mm -hmm. something pertinent to the story happens. And then she either goes to the next room, either kind of on a high or on a low. Mm -hmm. Um, And So it's always just kind of figuring out what that trajectory is. And that was one of the really interesting things with Samantha is how her coping mechanism, other than just, you know, being so focused on I'm going to get out of here or something, was her banter and how she would talk to Todd and how yeah. she would talk to Bob and bounce back from a negative encounter with them if that was that was fascinating to read in the scripts
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's right I, I think, uh, oh I'm sorry sorry go ahead sorry, Alistair. I think a quality that Samantha um embodied was was resilience. Um, that we didn't necessarily see as much from Raymond. Raymond was a lot shorter and uh, a lot a lot more fragile, yep, very uh, fragile almost in the first season. Whereas Samantha had that, um, there were episodes, as you say, where you're like, right, Grin and Barrett, this is I'm gonna go through this story, I'll get out the other side and then I'll learn more. It was, it was you were far more moving forward um in season two than uh, than Raymond necessarily was. Raymond was sort of fighting against um the indignation that he was suffering and then and being Being kept in that place and and wanting to leave, whereas you were like, right, I've got a process. I'll go through this room. I'll get this piece of information. Go through this room. Get this piece of information. And yeah, you had the you had the banter along the way, and you had the highs and lows. But you were around. It's like, right, this is this is what we're going to do. It's not fair, but I'm going to do it. And that strength was really cool to see develop over the season, particularly in your interactions with Bob. I felt. Mm -hmm. Well, and don't forget Todd and Samantha. I mean, oh of course, of course.
3: Oh my gosh, the. uh their journey i thought was so wonderful too the way todd yeah i mean todd is in effect uh, samantha's friend right. friend only the friend yeah. yeah and that only yeah. friend and it's it's so uh the 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 i i still want, every time i listen to our show and these scenes i can't believe that they are performed uh apart they're pre- performed remotely without either of you hearing the other person say their line and then they're mixed together and they come out they come the final product is uh so believable mm-hmm. and so um moving to me uh and that's a testament to you and to Jason uh of course mm-hmm. who produces them but uh i i've loved the two of you together so uh how crazy it is this is the first time i think any of us have spoken to Alistair uh, live, except
0: for Brooks. You've had Alistair on uh, behind yeah, the Yeah, we've had before. you on twice, Alistair, but we've been yeah, hiding yeah, you I've from had...
2: Graham and Sarah. So <laughs> I've done. Give I've him done, to I've... us. <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely. I think I've maybe spoken to Graham a couple of times, either not necessarily on on recording, but I've certainly spoken to Graham a couple of times. But I've yeah, I've. This is the first time off twitter that i think and Sarah have ever spoken we
1: interact we interact frequently with each other on social media but now we're voice to voice (laughs) and it's wonderful
2: (laughs) right
3: but but the fact that you've created and the fact that you've created so many wonderfully um moving scenes already uh and yet you've never actually delivered the lines to each other that blows
0: my mind yeah you have a very fatherly um attitude towards or you make todd have a fatherly at to me towards samantha i think um it's a very tender, like caring mood. I feel like, you know, you wouldn't. I don't know. You, I don't know if Todd will go out of his way to save her from anything in particular, but he might in the moment. Uh, maybe if he wasn't thinking but, about it. I mean, it.
1: Todd definitely does offer this element to Samantha and the listener. He offers this element of comfort yes. and reprieve, yes. which is really really nice to have. Yes,
2: right. <clears throat> it's 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 a it's a levity that uh, wasn't there in the first season i don't think and not not to the first season's detriment in any way but right
4: right it
2: uh it makes it, it adds another level to the interactions and to and to the, the stories before and after um the the rooms and it gives a bit more depth than we've had before and it's it's as you say it's almost a, a respite for the audience uh, it's interesting that you say father figures i i i had never read him as that really yeah had, yeah my only no, oh, my per, how you do it though like how you act i feel that may be like my interpretation no that's fair that's yeah. that's that's totally fair um, it's very. i like i like people's uh different interpretations <laughs> um, mine was always very much coming from a place of when i was reading it um was sort of gallows humor um yes of yeah. being sort of two souls trapped together um and todd's sort of eternally trapped it, right. it seems from uh, what we've got at the moment um i like the fact that oh sorry keep going no 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 no. that's that that's fine but it was yeah it was sort of he sees he sees i felt that he saw in samantha something that he saw in himself but at a different stage of his process in the right. grave and like you're commiserating um, but that i basically yeah yeah and it was it was uh, he was offering more support in the way that he could to a fellow trapped soul yeah um but obviously we don't know really anything about todd's backstory at this stage right. um except that he had a Clan mother, That's and, right? And
0: lived yes, in a dome. And you lived in yes. yes.
2: And there was some kind of food that you really
0: what liked. What a great, <laughs> what a
3: great layer yeah. to add in. Yeah.
1: That was that was really really cool because I remember reading that script and going, "Wait, wait, what?" And then listening to the performance of it and listening to your performance, I was going, "Oh, this is so cool! This is great!"
3: Yeah. yeah. It it expands the the universe in a in a in a way that you know we don't even know how that will. Will be used or uh, uh, be a part of things going forward, but it it just it just sort of cracks open another door that you didn't even know was right. there. That's right. so great. Or if Todd was being truthful,
2: well, there's that. Maybe he's it's a criminal mastermind. Totally l- 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 we don't He know.
1: could just be messing with us for all we know. <laughs> he's bored. He's We're there, there a long time. time.
2: What on earth are zaffleberries? Who knows?
1: Does <laughs> <laughs> <The laughs> zaffleberries <laughs> taste like zaffleberries. Oh
4: wait.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're in the they're they, they're the, the
0: colored things in the breakfast cereal.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. So now let's talk yeah, about Bob like, a little bit Bob. because oh, yeah. we have not touched on how you approach that yet, Graham. Um also just how Samantha interacts. Um Bob just seems to hate everything. Yeah, so <laughs> please speak on it. Yeah, Bob obviously comes out of season one.
3: You know, he had, uh, allowed himself to, I guess, uh, care a little bit for Raymond and, um, you know, he felt burned by that experience. And he, I also, I've always sort of approached Bob with the idea that he has done this job for a long time. He, uh, you know, and like anybody who's done a job for a long time, he knows how it uh, should be done. He knows how to do it efficiently. Um, the only thing that sort of prevents that are these, uh, obstinate, uh, humans who have these questions and they, uh, they need to be, um, I don't know, questions that need to be answered, but you know, I'm, I'm, I don't need to answer them. I just need them to do what I ask them to do. So there's a, there's a, it's, I feel like it's always hard to sort of, uh, get Bob to rile Bob up because he's seen everything and he's, he's been doing it for a long time. And that's sort of where I, I, I started from sort of a beleaguered figure in this, you know, and I, and not to talk about what the gray rooms is, which is a, which is a huge question. <laughs> um, and Bob is obviously, uh, one of the, the characters who knows things and has power. Um, but I don't want to delve that. So j- j- just say that I'm a I'm someone who's done this job for a long time. And uh, Samantha comes along, and she she pushes different buttons than Raymond does because he is she is um, she will she seems seems to hang on to her sense of humor a little yes. longer. Um, she doesn't seem scared of Bob. She doesn't seem um, intimidated by him. So that's I think unusual. Uh, I'm not sure whether Bob in terms of Bob's journey through the season, I think he does. He, he d- does warm to Samantha and he did warm to Raymond. I'm wondering if this is going to be his arc in some respects is that he meets the, the, the victim, the, the prisoner, the guest, and, uh, he's all business. And then through the course of the season, he gets to know them and, you know, he moves incrementally towards, well, here's, here's a, here's a, a mint on your pillow and it's not a spider <laughs> inside. And, um, <laughs> will he, it, it, I, I don't, I don't want to say Bob is a big softy, but I also like the fact that Bob has his own code. He has his own morality. Correct. Yeah. Uh, if you do, you know, if you play by his rules, he'll, um, he'll respect you. But, uh, but at the same time, Sarah. Uh, Samantha uh, pushes his buttons, and um, and I think he also respects people with character, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and with, with Bob in season one, to me, it's not that he wanted to be a human because he absolutely does not like humanity, but Raymond somehow triggered something in Bob that Bob maybe wanted to take a second look or uh, take a slightly different look at humanity. Maybe understand it. It seemed like he was interested in maybe kind of understanding Raymond, putting through Raymond through hoops. Whereas with Samantha, he just very, he's very clinical and just, you just need to do what I'm telling you to do. We just need to get through this. Right. Um, but then, you know, he sees how resilient she is and it's almost like, no, this is a challenge now. Like you said, he respects... He's that kind of like old school, I'll respect someone that uh, maybe is, you know, not. I don't want to say hard, but I'm not, not finding the word. But Samantha offers this sure. challenge to him almost. I need to break her down more now. Yeah, um, Yeah, I do like that she challenges him. That's a great way to put
3: it. And he is, I don't know, he's still very set in his ways. But I think... I think when you meet somebody who has an equally strong set of beliefs, uh, he, he will listen. He'll listen. It doesn't mean he's going to change what he is going to do because at the end of the day, Bob always does his job. Um, but he will give somebody who is equally determined to do what they, uh, have always done. I think he will give them a little respect. So, yeah. Um, It's fascinating that he was, you know, taking a physical form this season. Right. Yeah, getting to see
0: him. That was cool-looking guy.
3: Well, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's it was interesting to see. uh, You know, initially, I think it was they were very. uh, The writing was very careful about how it described Mm -hmm. him, and uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Even at the end of the the, the the season, I mean, I I think who knows what next season is going to be. But I was also interested in in seeing if I how the voice would evolve, and I kind of had ideas to um sort of uh, adjust his cadence a little bit. But we decided eventually that we were just going to keep Bob's voice the same and just remove the um, the effects that were on his voice because. Because this is an audio medium, it was probably gonna. That was probably the better right. choice, as opposed to making too many vocal adjustments. I
0: right. always a fan of Bob in season two with that voice. Like it, it, it's a, it's a nostalgia already. I mean, gosh, it was two years ago that the Grey Rooms first started coming out. But Bob's, uh, what I guess we could call original voice. Your the, the that masked <laughs> layer effect. Every time I hear it, it's instant nostalgia. Oh, the beginning of the gray rooms. Oh, Raymond. So you know, I hope that that fans see it that way and feel that throughout, however many seasons we do, and however long Bob is involved. But it was nice to hear. Well, the trick. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, my my take on when they took off the um, the the effects. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I, I I respected that, but I also realized that. Um, one of the ways that I voice Bob is I'm, I'm very close to the mic and I'm speaking rather Mm -hmm. softly, which is the antithesis of how I would normally voice something. It's actually one of my pet Ah. peeves when a voice actor um, treats the microphone like they're whispering in someone's Mm -hmm. ear and the person they're speaking to is actually three feet away or four feet away. (laughs) And you would never, you'd never talk to someone that far away from you like that. And when the audio producer edits vol- uh, sound like that and you have people who are talking at regular volumes and you're editing them together with people who are murmuring into a microphone it drives me crazy because it has the effect of like a, if you were watching a film it's it's cutting from a wide shot on one character to a close up on the other person who's whispering because that's the only way you would hear yeah. them and i always feel it's uh it's very selfish of the actor and so i uh i was a little worried when they took the effects off my voice because i realized i was going to be that person who was like hello <laughs> and uh and i think uh jason did a wonderful job of uh of making that work but i always have moments where uh sarah is talking in a regular voice and i respond and i'm in this whisper and i'm like oh you do <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't worry about it. Samantha thinks the exact same thing about you. <laughs> yeah,
0: you uh, yeah, it brought them to Sarah, life. What do Sarah, what do you think about Samantha's interactions with Bob? Like, how do you feel that Bob thinks of, of Samantha?
1: I think, um, like what everyone's saying, Bob and Samantha's relationship is a heck of a lot different from Bob and Raymond. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bob has... You know, like Graham said, he's he's been around the block. He does his job. He has his code, his standards. But there's this curiosity element that Bob has, um, and Samantha, being you know the nosy, uh, inquisitive, curious person that she is, kind of wants to form this alliance with him. Kind of wants to, you know, get him to her side. Mm-hmm. And when he's so unyielding, uh, it's that was one of the weirdly most emotional things for me in the script is seeing how hard Samantha is trying to appeal to the humanity in Bob and how much she isn't seeing that that humanity is not there in the way she understands it.
0: Oh, that is interesting. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Because she's she's looking for an ally. She's looking for answers. She's looking for help. and. And I'm not going to say that Bob's a good guy. I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to say that he is. Bob Bob is not evil incarnate. Right. But he definitely, he's not operating within the same realm that right. Samantha is operating in. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Which is kind of why it's fun for her to then go interact with Todd, because Todd still has traces of his humanity, but it's almost like he's had prolonged exposure to Bob and the Grey Rooms and everything. So he's... He's Todd. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> kind of confused uh, a
0: little uh, bit. He's Todd.
1: Ex- exactly. <laughs> but just, yeah, in, in those interactions, you know, the, the banter is fun and it's easy because, you know, that's also how Samantha's able to get a little bit of her antagonistic side out. But then when she starts hitting her breaking point and she's pleading and she's asking him, you know, just talk to me, just tell me something, yeah. give me information. And he won't. Um, that's that's heartbreaking.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: just because, yeah. like I said, she's she's trying to reach out to him like he's a person, and he is not a person at all in the way we understand them.
0: Yeah, that that's such yeah. a cool way to look at it. Yeah, he he constantly tells her about his disgust for humanity, and yet all mm-hmm. she is trying to do is find some humanity in him, and 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 exactly. even how that kind of correlates, but not really to. Season one of the idea of um, humanity, where again, Raymond was a bad person. You kind of almost, I don't know. I don't know if you can forgive humanity or if that's what I'm looking for, but like Bob saw something. Bob almost seemed to almost forgive Raymond, even though Raymond was just as bad as Samantha or anyone else that ultimately ended up in the gray rooms. But that Bob was not there when Samantha was pleading. It's a very interesting. Because I think. Yeah,
1: I think that's also one of the really brilliant aspects of the Grey Rooms is that we go through these, through these stories, through this entire arc with Raymond or Samantha, and we only know as much as they know. Mm-hmm. As the listener, you're following it from their perspective, and yeah, there might be a quality in them that you don't really care for, but for the most part, you're viewing it through the lens of they're the protagonist, and I want them to be okay. And so, what what is really fun then is realizing, oh, Bob sees the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And so that's why his interaction is so much different with them than, you know, what they're wanting it to be and what the listener is wanting it to be. Because the listener, to an extent, is probably going, oh, well, you know, whatever she did, it must not be that bad. Come on, Bob, help her out. She's suffering. And Bob's over here like, "Eh, I know the whole picture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know the spoilers. Mm -hmm. I know what's happening.
3: Yeah. Right. And he's also seen countless people come before go through the exact same, um, stages of, of, uh, 12 stages of grief for <laughs> 12 episodes This, this is um, grief.
1: nothing new. This is nothing new. Yeah.
3: That I think is the big thing for, for Bob. And, and the thing that's important to, for, for me to always sort of hold on to is that, uh, he's seen it all before, mm-hmm. um, which is a, which is a weird energy to bring because it, 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 if you lay into that too much, it doesn't leave you room for discovery. Um, which is what makes a character I- interesting but uh at the same time he's not he can never really be um, he can't he can't be it, it, he can't be easily surprised mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, that's a cool uh, place to work
2: from I like the idea well, that the uh, the number of different elements of humanity that Bob's been exposed to is beginning to wear him down a bit. I quite like that idea yeah yeah and like inject some humanity into him. Right, yeah, that's true. That's
3: that's another great uh, idea that's been kicking around. Is that, uh, yeah, he's he, not unlike Agent Smith in uh, the Matrix. He, you
0: know, he's getting he feels infected. He's getting mad. Humanity. He's getting mad a which lot I, near the end. <laughs> hmm. Well, which
1: right, which was really fun to watch because, as weird as this sounds, like as with everything that he went through with Raymond. Now, with his interactions with Samantha, like, as weird as this sounds, like, it's almost like his guard is up. Like, he's put up walls, like, no, no, not dealing with this. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. Um, (laughs)
1: Like, not really in the sensitive emotional sense, but definitely in the, you know, this is humanity. And I let humanity get too close, and Bob has to remind himself of his... Mentality towards humanity, and and the fuse is getting shorter.
0: <laughs> it's like dating. He dated Raymond, and then they ended a terrible relationship. And then he started dating <laughs> Samantha. And he's just bringing all that baggage with him. So he's like, No, I'm not. I'm getting not going to that way. I don't know. You know. Is
1: is he dating Samantha, or Samantha just that girl who's like, Hey, want to hang out? Hey, want to <laughs> hang out? Hey, let's go get coffee. And he's like, I've said no so many times. Samantha
0: loves Starbucks. <laughs> That's great. I mean,
1: I'm I'm pretty certain she lives off nothing but coffee and Jack Daniels.
2: Yeah. <laughs> gotta kind of throw in the jd <laughs> i know i i uh i would say i see bob as like a hundred years prior to michael from the good place
1: oh yeah. yes interesting
2: yeah, yeah 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 yeah
3: or um who's the uh the uh the other wonderful actor who plays the uh the representative of the bad place.
2: Oh, oh I know, oh, I know so, the one you mean. Oh, he's yeah, he's uh, one of those actors who's in everything, and then you don't know his in, name.
1: I I know his character <laughs> name in another series, but oh gosh, wait, hold on, I'm gonna Google this. I know exactly
2: who you mean. I know exactly. Who you yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What's this actor's name? Sarah's on it. Uh, I am. Who's gonna? Mark who, Evan Jackson. Hu-
3: oh, nice, great. That was Google Swift Google. That was. Mark Evan Jackson. He's also on. Uh,
1: he's on Brooklyn 99. I typed. Diane. I typed in Kevin Brooklyn
3: Nine <laughs> <laughs> Power of Google. Yeah, that's exactly that's. There's. I think he's got a lot of similarities with. Um, this, what's the character? It's called Sean. Is his character that's on right. your yes. And uh, I think there's a very there's a lot of similarities there because he's seen it all. He's done it all, and he knows that everything is inevitable. Uh, but You know, what makes uh, Bob interesting is that he can be um, nudged or moved out of his uh, rut Mm -hmm. by strong personalities.
0: Yeah, it goes back to what you said. Pineapple pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He is not (laughs) impervious. Todd, you're an amazing cook. I I do. I do love pineapple pizza in real life. Yay. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, I'll say it.
1: Pineapple yep. belongs on pizza. There Woo! we said it. Oh, is that yeah.
2: three? What about you, Alistair? Uh, oh. I, I, I'm am I'm, I'm going to have to wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> <the> entire... <laughs> God, go eat a piece of But ham then, like, time. I'm I'm Scottish. I'll put haggis on pizza. I'll put black pudding on pizza. So yeah, see, so I why would not try pineapple? Black
1: one. That sounds great. <laughs> a
2: haggis black pudding pizza is amazing.
1: That sounds. That sounds. I think
2: fantastic. I think we actually. Uh, I I was at the. Um, no sleep live tour i think we may we force-fed david cummings some uh, black pudding and haggis <laughs> <laughs> And
0: that
1: didn't become an episode what
2: <laughs> wow
0: oh, man. pictures where it didn't happen <laughs> 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 um do we want to discuss it all kind of i don't know the um well let's see i'm trying to think of like where in the ending um because I don't want to. Well, sure. The, oh, go ahead. The, I'm sorry. I was gonna mm-hmm. say I don't want to ask like, what do you think the uh, like, gray rooms is, or what do you think's gonna happen? Because that's very cliche. So. Oh right. Uh, you, you you go go Graham go with your your question. Why don't we?
3: Well, why don't we lead, Why don't we uh, sort of r- wrap up with this idea, uh, which is, um, what do you think? Oh no, since we've recorded our lines for the finale, mm-hmm. we know what's gonna happen in yeah. the yeah. finale. But let's let's phrase it this way. Let's phrase it this way. What do you? Let's say we had let's say we didn't know what happened in the finale. What would you hope for your character in the finale, which the the listeners have not heard yet? what do we hope uh for our characters? Does that make sense oof,
1: oof, oof, oof.
2: What, what would be ideas? our ideal outcome for our, our exactly? Oh gosh, because now that
1: I, I have like the idealist in my head going, oh, I would, I would like this, and then the pragmatist is like, yes, but knowing the gray room. Okay,
0: so you, the the spin is that you <laughs> have to explain why it's the ideal outcome. So yeah, go ahead. Right. Oof. Well, I'll let like, give you a ch-
3: chance to to think about it because I was the one who, who came up <laughs> with this stupid.
4: Thing.
3: Um. I think Bob. Oh, I wonder. See, here's the thing: Does Bob like his job? What does Bob like? Anything? That's that's always an interesting. Is he someone who is just uh, happy, or happiest when things go to schedule? Is that what he takes comfort in? In which case, um, uh, you know, in the finale, Samantha realizes her purpose, and she gets with the program. He Um, does what she's told, goes through the room. But he does what she's Mm -hmm. told, gets to the program, and everything, and the warden stays safely uh, outside of the hotel, and everything, uh, you know, everything is back to normal, and un-un, what's the word? (laughs) Un-unusual. Normal. normal. (laughs) word. Back to
1: normal. (laughs) Standard. Usual.
3: And nice and and boring. I guess that's what he wants.
1: Yeah. He'll liven things up with pineapple and pizza occasionally as a treat.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say Bob Bob is very (laughs) bored though, so I almost feel like he wants the drama. He's he likes to do haiku. Mm -hmm. He likes to explore little things, and I mean, he knows about pop culture,
2: so he clearly watches TV. (laughs) He just strikes me as someone who's very bored. I think he likes quirks. I think like next season yeah. we might see him get into model trains or something like that. Like ah. he's got very dad hobbies. Like
3: after hundreds of years of being exposed to these to humanity, what are you yeah? Know, what what are the what quirks? The haiku poems. These little eccentricities
1: um, that he's like, oh, that is fun. I yeah. know.
2: Collects. Oddly stamps. into flying kites.
1: Like.
4: Yeah, oh, that's even better flying kites.
2: Right. <laughs> He's on the roof of the hotel. Just great. <laughs> Where's the damn lightning?
1: He collects Cohen <laughs> <Coen> Brother movies. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> no, oh, that's that's that's, that's too that's game. too high art. It would be like Pokemon cards or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Magic the Gathering or something. Yeah. What is the what is the one
3: that had like the arm launcher or the cards uh, would go Digimon or did was arm? it? No. Yeah, maybe do yogi oh i think Some, that was the wrist
1: thing that they would put the cards on
3: it was beyblades. Yeah, yeah. I, th-
1: I think that's well,
3: not beyblades I I've, I've spent a lot of time I, with beyblades, I think it's this one actually had a like a thing that's strapped on your forearm yeah yeah.
1: yeah i think that was like based off of the tv show that's or what, something do do we feel
2: uh, that, that bob that hmm? bob is going to end up essentially becoming an evil arthur weasley Oh. Mm-hmm. Just obsessed oh. with the minutia of human life.
1: What is the point of the rubber yeah. duck? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, he I like
3: that. he did I point mean, you out too
2: many pop culture references. We're going to have to pay some sponsorship fees or something.
0: <laughs> he he did Sorry. point out to Samantha uh, after the whole haiku thing, saying he you know didn't understand why she had to use so many words to explain the exact same thing. So that would make sense. Yeah can always make it more efficient. Keep it succinct. <laughs> yes, keep it very succinct. Well, he is a succinct kind of guy. It seems like. I mean, uh, f- the fan drew him in a suit, right? Wait, but did Samantha see him in a suit? Um. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say I thought the fan took that from the um, the personality of Bob and put him in a suit because he's like a his his word his choice of words are very dapper um so
1: no i think i think that he yeah we, we spend some time talking about how he does pay attention to how he dresses so i totally believe that yeah. he uh is a bit of a clothing snob <laughs> there
0: you go so so sarah what would be ideal well, for samantha
1: to, to, to ideal well let's see here cue up the fairy tale music because for samantha she would be catapulted <clears throat> out of the gray rooms And into some sort of reality where she has a happy home life. She doesn't feel like she's flailing in her art career. Um, Her parents care. A little bit of column A and column B where, you know, her parents are not only supportive but enthusiastic of her art career. And she has a good huddle of friends and a community that she really thinks she belongs in. Um, That is, you know, a simple, nice you know let's stay on the safe side maybe a little bit suburban type community um so idealistically speaking like that would be that'd be swell (laughs) you know maybe she'd meet a nice boy just you know he can appreciate the artist within her and you know they can go get a drink on the weekends that sounds great
0: jonathan hicks is just a sweet farm boy actually (laughs) exactly exactly
1: like she's she's city Mouse and he's country Mouse there and they show go. each other the world and she in- introduces him to the folks and they think oh well that's just wonderful sweetie now when are you gonna make another painting and just
0: that's <laughs> there you go
1: that's the ideal yeah there we go
0: yeah right. and I
1: really really think that's what's gonna happen yes well, right? yeah
0: yep absolutely yep you want to end it on a happy note this time you know we'll Chances get more' fans are good. That Chances way. Are real good <laughs> what, what do you uh dallas
2: what do you hope for todd what do you hope uh happens uh, to
1: todd
0: or
2: todd todd's probably got quite simple dreams I, I just think he hopes that no one figures out they can press the buttons themselves
4: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh,
2: and thank you and good night <laughs> <laughs> wow. no i I'd, I'd uh i'd like to see in, in a dream world i'd like to see todd do a uh, a willy wonker and burst through the roof in that lift Fly off into the sunset <laughs> yes. with his with uh, Lula Bell, his inflatable companion. That's right. That's That's <laughs> and, uh, go go off in search of more of those zaffleberries <laughs>
0: That's great. That's great. I-, I hope the best for Todd. <laughs> as, as do I. <laughs> oh. Uh well, amazing. I, I don't know if you guys want to uh, wrap this up now. Um, I did want to maybe give a, a chance for everyone to kind of just say what they might be working on or, you know, where to find you in social media, that kind of stuff. Um, so let's make sure we get all that in. Um, do we have anything else we want to pick apart or discuss about this episode? Or this compilation? No, I I think I think I think this is.
3: Great. I mean, how how long did this episode end up being? Three and, uh, and a half yeah, hours. This...
4: Oh, hot day. Oh.
3: <laughs> Man, I'd like to. Uh, uh, I mean, we know the stories pretty well because we were part of them. But I, I, I would love. Hopefully, there are thousands of people who have sat down to that three and a half hours and thought, Ah, oh, this is just the right amount of content. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't,
1: that, wouldn't that just be wonderful? Um, I would yep. I would like to say only because this question was asked earlier and I did not get to put my answer in soon enough. Oh yes. For the movie, I am one oh, yes. hundred percent certain that Doug Jones will play Bob.
3: Ooh. Oh. Well, can, okay. can still be voiced be by good. our
1: own Cram Roweit, but
3: I mean I'm help
0: very very what tall. Would the like be, Doug Jones. What would the
3: costume
1: exactly? Be? Yeah, well, and that's that's what I'm thinking. You know we. We weren't quite shown too much of what Bob's human appearance was. We just knew it wasn't right, quite right, right, right. right. So that's why I'm just thinking, well, you know, yep. Doug Jones hasn't worn enough makeup in his lifetime. Let's put something else on him.
2: <laughs> there you go. I, I, yeah. yep, yep, yep. I agree. Perfect. Uh, yes, that's really excellent. interesting. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have I had Stanley Tucci.
4: Ooh.
1: Oh.
2: Yep. That's also excellent. But oh, then I, I want Stanley Tucci to, to be in everything, so that, I'm, I'm, I'm all the things.
1: I absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> that's a good. That's a good pick, there, Sarah. Though that's a that's an awesome pick. <laughs> was I like all, that, that one.
1: That's that's my that's my two cents worth. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> um, can we can we ask you, Sarah, just to maybe kind of tell us some of the stuff that you are working on? Because you're on lots and lots and lots of podcasts, and I just wanted fans to kind of mm-hmm. know where else they can find you and everything that you do.
1: Uh, I can be found in various audio dramas, including the No Sleep podcast, uh, Copperheart, the audio drama, uh, and The Beacon. And all three of those are very different genres, so there's something there for everyone. If you are, well, you're listening to this, so naturally you're a horror fan, um, you'll love the No Sleep podcast. Copperheart has elements of sci-fi and uh Alternate dimensions, which is a lot of fun. Graham is also in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the beacon is kind of this college slice of life. Um, life isn't stressful or angsty enough. So let's suddenly wake up one day and have superpowers kind of story.
4: Ooh.
1: Um and then there's a few video games coming out that currently I can't share with you. Oh. So follow me, follow me on Twitter at Sarah Ruth Voice, and I will let you know what those are as soon as my NDA is up
0: most excellent. That's awesome. How many can we ask how many video games?
1: Uh, there are two coming out um, and then uh, yeah there's two that are in the works and then the other big project currently is an audiobook Sweet. that just we just started work on this week, which is going to be so much fun. So lots lots of good stuff. lots of lots of fun is happening. Woohoo
0: that's awesome. How about you, Alistair? Uh, aside from the
2: Grey Rooms, any dipping your toes uh, aside in Aside from the Grey Rooms, I'm actually, uh, there is one video game we can talk about, Sarah. Um, oh, which, wait, which one? Which came out this week, or a couple of weeks ago, actually, now. Uh, Wicked Willow.
1: Oh, yeah, Wicked Willow finally came out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're in um, that together. Oh,
2: we are indeed. I'm, I'm not sure if our characters meet.
1: I play through, are...
2: through most of them. I'm Shadow the cat.
1: We do meet briefly in the prison in the in the jail ah, seat. So so right. Alistair plays this wonderful talking cat and I play uh this villainous succubus who's kind of trying to um corrupt the main character that uh the video game player plays as and uh Alistair and I don't like each other at all. Can um, you imagine do that? Not. <laughs> <laughs> but Alistair does a fantastic job as Shadow the cat.
2: And- same to you uh, You, oh, it's, it's, you. Zarcy is your name it? Zarcy. Yeah. yes well, that's bad. Uh, cool. yes that launched uh, a, a couple, couple weeks ago, ago now. on yep.
1: Steam uh, check it out it's got some great artwork it's got lots of uh, different routes that you can play so we'll put very, that in the show
0: fun. notes since now that we know that it's available to to promo we'll um, make sure that people can find that so yay cool congrats to you two that's awesome
1: thank you thank you for that reminder yeah
2: no worries yeah. no worries uh graham what um, about you uh, uh, oh sorry sorry alistair back to you no i was gonna say aside from that i haven't uh, actually had uh, i haven't been doing much recently i'm moving house at the moment uh which has been wonderfully waylaid by the current circumstance but uh oh man finally in july we we, we sold our house in march uh and we finally legally got it sold two days ago oh goodness that's um, a while. Oof yeah um so we are now moving in a couple of weeks and then i will have a full studio uh, that i can work from so i will be flinging myself at everyone's doorstep begging uh, for work following in graham's footsteps
4: <laughs>
2: no 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 no
0: side by side so, shoulder to shoulder in graham's next to graham's footsteps yeah <laughs> so, still one hand on his coattails there you go <laughs> well i i will i will Do everything in my power to make sure that we are side by (laughs) side.
3: He's taller, so he leans
1: forward.
0: (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So, Graham, what? Tell us which podcast you are not on, and then we'll tell everyone (laughs) to go listen to everything Um, else.
3: (laughs) I'm not on Mars. Okay. All All right. Um, but everything else. Um, yes. I. uh, It's funny. I feel like. The stuff keeps coming out and, uh, it's, uh, I mean, uh, as Sarah mentioned, um, uh, she and I are both on the no sleep, uh, podcast, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because the gray rooms has been something that started from nothing. And we've been there since the, since the very beginning. And it's fascinating to watch a show, uh, start from zero. And then, on the other hand, to be able to be involved in No Sleep, which has such a, an avid following, it, it's equally pleasurable to to do a to be sent a script and to record a script and to hear the finished product and to know that it's um, going out to um, these tens of thousands of, of listeners, and um, and and then to see that our our own show sort of continue to ramp up and which was inspired by no sleep and, uh, and grow. And, um, uh, it, it's just fascinating to see, uh, things from both ends and also to see how, um, you know, doing good work, uh, like we try to do here at the gray rooms can sort of lead in the direction of a wonderful, um, inclusive and horrifying juggernaut of uh, no sleep. Um, <laughs> Unstoppable. But Copperheart is also going strong. I can't wait to hear the finale for that. Um, I appear regularly on the SCP archives podcast. Uh, and I'm going to forget everything among the stars and bones was a great podcast that finished season one that I thought uh, was mm-hmm. great. Um, and uh yeah i have
0: uh and the wicked library i continue doing oh, yeah, stuff The both of you them. do yeah you and sarah mm-hmm. yeah right because sarah you've yes, been yes. i've taught yes, you on quite a few episodes
1: yes yes i've i've done a few stories for the wicked library they're always a lot of fun to mm-hmm. work with mm-hmm. yeah
3: I, I feel like i literally have to go to Podchaser and look up my own profile to uh, <laughs> see to see what, what you're what. on I'm involved in sometimes well like I just finished recording I I was there's a new podcast coming out sometime in the next month or two called Ray Nation Theory um and I got the role and I got the 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 text for it and I and the text ended up being you know a lot and I said to the 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 writer I'm like look I'm I'm going to give you a half half an episode every week Uh, and it took me, you know, it took me months, it took me months to finish it, finish it. And, uh, and he now has everything and I can sort of check that off, but it's amazing. These, these shows we do where you, you can record it all over the course of months. And then, uh, you don't know whenever it's, you don't know when it's going to drop. And then you almost forget about it. And I had something come out, uh, my first thing. Came out uh, three weeks ago, and I got, was tagged on Twitter, and I honestly couldn't remember what this was. Oh, no. uh, and that was that's bizarre to finally reach that
0: weird. Yeah, if place. it's something you recorded like a year ago or a year and a half ago, and maybe they didn't yeah. contact you yet, and it was just featuring you in something, and you got tagged, yeah, that could be a little like, oh my gosh, a little jarring.
3: Yeah, it's it's weird because I also you want to you want to be active and you want to be involved and you want to be working with all these great creators. Uh, at the same time, you want each of them to know that that you care about their project. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird to be uh, prolific and not come across as being uh, uncaring and unsensitive. And uh, so it is it is a bit of a, a, a blow when you're like, I honestly don't remember this uh, because you, you feel like you're fulfilling
0: the stereotype and uh, I hate that. So. I don't think anyone would really personally think that hopefully cuz it I mean it is understood that so many different podcasts are being made and released at different times. I would hope that would be understood. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's that I think is the yeah. kicker is that is is you just don't know how uh, a lot of times when these shows are right. gonna release. so uh, that that does give you a little bit of, right, of a all right yeah
1: the post-production side of things when all of a sudden you're like oh and now my part is done so i just kind of forget for a little bit
3: right Uh, right because you yeah you don't know it's it's only you know no sleep that you has has a such a fast and tight turnaround mm -hmm. that that uh, that you you can actually go oh yeah i think i'm on the show this week um (laughs) but a lot of other shows you you're like oh yeah that was a really good story when's that coming out Oh, uh, in
0: in July. Okay, cool. And don't you have like a two-week lead exactly, three-week lead, something like that? I don't know. Yeah, um, that's a great turnaround. Yeah, yeah, I
3: th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's three yeah. weeks right now, which is a luxury for them. That's a great, great turnaround. Oh
4: my yeah. gosh.
0: Um, awesome. Luxury. Yeah. Well, I think this will do it for our behind the door. Um, this would be. Well, no, we have season. episode 13 coming out. I was going to say this would be our last behind the door, but maybe we'll do another behind the door. Who knows? Eh. Maybe we'll be able to get all these talented people again and talk
3: about that finally. Yes, yes,
0: maybe. I don't want to... No,
4: just maybe. Yes,
0: but otherwise. um, (laughs) I'm Brooks Bigley. The host today uh, with me was Graham Rowett.
3: Thank you. (laughs) That was I don't even know who that was. That
0: wasn't even Bob. That was Bob. Oh, that was, that was a in a world guy from the movie trailers. Yeah, that really was. <laughs> we, we also have Sarah Thomas.
1: Somewhere around Some, here, I don't know where she went.
0: She went somewhere. <laughs> and then Alistair Mackey. Sitting in a lift all alone.
1: Don't let him push the Parking. buttons.
2: Don't let him push the buttons. That's my one job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and together we are the Grey Rooms uh, on that note thank you everybody have a great day and sayonara sayonara bye bye
3: join us each week after every episode for another edition of Behind
4: the door.